Hey, Chill with Fillers. Want to share your pride in your favorite podcast with everyone you know? Head over to chillwfill.com for all the latest merch, including a new tank top and branded shot glass. Enjoy the episode. You're not supposed to say you're not supposed to say two one. Are you kidding? And welcome back to another week of Chill with Phil. As always, I am your host, Phil, joined by my best run-of-the-mill bearded co-host, Mikey. Mikey, how are you? Good. Uh... You seem low energy, even for you, which is saying something. What's going I just, on? I just need the show to end. I know. But like I told you before we got on, our guest this week really showed a level of enthusiasm that inspired me when I was pretty low. And I'm thinking at least five more seasons. I don't know how we measure seasons. Anyway, on to Mikey's favorite section of the week and every week. Phil's thoughts. Uh, a couple family related, and most of them aren't thoughts. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. Well, zero out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, there's some thoughts. One, uh, today, not the day this will actually air, is aforementioned older brother James's birthday. So big happy birthday, Jimmy. No doxing. I texted him. I will add, I texted him, and I think he's still mad at me for saying that he doesn't play defense, even though it's true. I can't uh, believe you brought not, it up again. What? I can't believe you just brought it up again. <laughs> um, and a big uh, best of luck to younger brother Sammy, who is starting his collegiate basketball career on Saturday night after I think two games have been canceled for weather and COVID reasons. But uh, yeah, pretty excited. Look out for the YU Max defending their uh conference title skyline yeah yeah and uh anyway my one thought related to sammy he's been binging seinfeld if you're listening to this and haven't watched seinfeld just please watch it my thought is it is the best show by so much and uh, it's basic but god you know george really likes those thoughts (laughs) um um yeah i agree that seinfeld is the best show ever yeah what are, what are you gonna do i don't uh, 10 what the other two are stupid but That's it's also I, but the day that we are airing this it's somebody else's birthday that's right condoleezza rice no um it is sound guy dan's birthday on the day this is airing so do you have his phone number on hand because we want to yeah. give it to the listeners to text them we'll get it at the end yeah yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. An early happy birthday sound guy, Dan. Anyway, on to our guest for this week. Uh, very excited. We have some interesting topics to talk about. Um, I personally have uh, crashed on his couch at the University of Maryland on 420. Uh, Elon for life. Um, we planned a fantasy basketball league coup together, which was, I think, ultimately quite successful. And... Uh, he once uh, he stole second base from me on our high school baseball team, and I've never let it go. No, um, I think we platooned a tiny bit. But uh, anything else you want to add, co-host Mikey? Yeah, uh, he's he's been a legend on our Saturday uh, basketball games. We we play at his house. Mm. He's a legend, but in his old age, he can't do he can't do back to backs. It's very tough for me because I walk there no matter what, and. 
it's not that close. So it's pretty messed up with him. And I thought I'd just air that out here. I like that this is mostly turning into grievances. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll let him give his side of the story. Uh, Joey, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, longtime fan of the chill. First time getting to hang with, uh, with the Phil gang. Excited to be here. Wow, the Phil gang that's going on a shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I just, I have to, I have to double back here, but Seinfeld over Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not sure. Not sure I'm with you, but fine. Curb, Curb wrapped up Seinfeld better than Seinfeld did. That's the count. Yeah, but that's, but that their second chance was better. That's not really a good point. Like, all right. True. I guess I don't put the wrap up in really my criteria for judging Seinfeld, which might be biased but like having watched it not live it's just one episode right it's like kind of just another episode and as a non as a non-ending like i love that episode just as like fan service but how do you guys feel about uh jerry just overall if this is about to turn into a smear on jerry i'm gonna end your life i swear to god you could be chiller have you seen the last stand-up special He's using old bits. He's oh, that was special on old bits. Wait, his most recent one? Yeah, his most recent one like has an opening from Seinfeld, the show, as one of his uh, as one of yeah. his. Shows. I I like I, 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 I first of all I saw him do it live. I saw it live too. This was like a, a bad version of it. I don't know if you watched any of it. I don't know. I agree that seeing him live was better. But it wasn't bad. All right. I enjoyed the resurfaced clip of him on Larry King and how sensitive he got about being canceled. With uh... <laughs> Yeah, but I think that was a bit that people are overlooking. Either way, I loved it. And like, uh, yeah, it's, it's I great. But I, don't care but I just think that it's clearly, I think it's clearly a bit. And people were weird about it. Well, like, can we get him a resume? Um, yeah. Larry gave it, I mean, Larry, Larry King was on, ooh, Larry, sorry. Larry. <laughs> Was on, was in RIP. What? R.I.P. Larry. R.I.P. He was he was in B movie with Jerry. Yeah. Whoa. But the, uh, all right. the boys were. Um, anyway, I don't want to run out of time because we got some juicy topics, but uh, we got to kick this off like we do every week with uh, asking Joey for his proudest moment in his life up to this point. So obviously right now being a guest comes to mind. Bingo. Um, proudest moment. Um, I did run a marathon, which- You did a full? Uh, a full marathon. Um, my wife has informed me I'm no longer allowed to talk about it. I got a year, um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, some people can do full marathons, not this guy. Look, keep doing another half, you know, uptick a little bit, you can get there. Wow, I didn't know you did a full. Last I heard you had done a half that I believe one of your close friends bet you you couldn't break a certain time. Yeah, that was kind of the first intro into running. Um, found out I, uh, I actually really liked it. It was kind of a, I don't know, my, I'm, I'm in sales, which can be a very depressing uh, line of work day to day if you're not getting any traction and having you know a, a run to do every morning just kind of gets you feeling good and gets you motivated, so... Damn. Wow. Good on you, man. So then why can't you do back-to-backs anymore? 
I can. I just, I don't want to play with you sometimes. Why'd you do this? So goddamn good. Sometimes you just, you know, you want to chill. You don't want to, you don't want to run, run ball. Uh, I'm a little confused, Mikey. How does it impact you directly that Joey wants to sit? We're I walk, laid on heads. I walk like a mile and a half away, and sometimes yeah. he's not down, and we don't get, we don't have numbers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like there literally can't he'll be. Play, a game. He'll play if we don't have numbers, though. I will get that out there. Okay. He will fill it out. He'll fill out the squad. Got it. Well, uh, very cool, and I think that's a worthy proudest moment. My proudest moment is running a half marathon, which is kind of making me feel. But anyway, um, pretty exciting opening segment that our guest brought because it definitely involves sound guy Dan, who can unmute himself temporarily. Guys, I just got a call from my younger sister. You know Amy, the hot one? It turns out she's engaged. This is definitely the time, baby. Crazy start. Crazy. Okay, okay, continue, continue. Um, Thanks, it's a Canadian guy. Oh, we sure? It's okay. We love our Canadian listeners. We have none. Um, Sound guy, Dan, you got to give us your ranking of the Christopher Nolan filmography. Whoa, okay, from the top. It's uh, (laughs) Dark Knight. Dark Knight is born. Inception, Prestige, Batman Begins. No, no, Batman Begins, then Prestige, and then Dark Knight Rises, and uh, I guess the following thing, and then Tenet, because I don't I even think know you what it's forgot, about. You forgot, like, two big ones, no? No, which ones? What was Dunk- your number two? Oh, Insomnia. That's probably lower there. You forgot Dunkirk? <laughs> he made Dunkirk, too. Which, right, I'm put that sure, at- which I'm actually pretty sure is Joey's number one out of all of them. That's terrible. the decade. Okay, sound guy Dan, we appreciate everything you do for us. I try. This is why I'm muted, guys. I, just, just so the crowd knows, we told sound guy Dan about this beforehand, and <laughs> I, you're not on mute yet. There he goes. Anyway, congrats to sound guy Dan's sister. That sounds great. Um, all right, Joey, we'll start with you. What did you find most offensive about that segment? Uh, <laughs> um, Dark Knight won. I mean, it's a great movie, but, uh, you know, no, um, on, on Dark Knight number one, that's just, it's, it's a comic book movie at, at, at the end of the day. You can't, you just can't do it like that. Wow. Preaching to the co-host Mikey's out there. Uh, yeah. Dark my number one also. It, great film. It's an hour, it's an hour too long, um, for sure. Um, Dunkirk's the number one. I don't think it's a question. I think the thing with, with Nolan for me is, you know, there's, like his overly done premises versus kind of the artistry and how that you can enjoy the movie based on that. So mm-hmm. Memento is like a, a bad example um, where it's just way, way too much premise and takes the rewatchability out of it completely. Like once you know the ending, have, have you tried rewatching that one? I have not, I've been meaning to. Yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not a fun time. Um, Dunkirk, no premise, all art like the most rewatchable of his movies you can jump in at any scene it's a lot of fun you kind of feel for it you know world war ii you know the good guys you know the bad guys it's just it's it's great stuff yeah i could i could jump into the dark knight at any point and watch the entire thing also uh, 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 mm, that, well, that like middle stretch 
before we move on to co-host Mikey's thoughts, do you have a like clear worst Nolan movie in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I have Memento at the bottom. Wow, have you seen Following? I have not seen Following, so. Well, it's not a full length, it's like 40 minutes, right? Excuse me, co-host Mikey, but what the fuck are we doing here then? <laughs> he hasn't, because he hasn't seen the Following. Um, also, I'm pretty sure he forgot to mention Interstellar at all on that list. Which yeah, that, that's actually, that's a great call. That's, that's a disaster, because that's top three. Yeah, um, good. and then I'm just gonna put it out there. Really enjoyed Tenant. If if you're out there at home looking for something to do, it's a it's a nice evening. This episode might not air. All right, Mikey, what do you got? <laughs> Again, Tenant though, he's already like, look, don't care about the premise. Just enjoy the way this is gonna unfold. I enjoy. I know, but it's so lazy to put that in the script and then think that that excuses everything so, else. Now I don't have to go to, down a, re a Reddit board hole like I did with Inception to actually try and be like, does this make sense? I have permission to just be like, it's amazingly cool that they're moving backwards in this fight scene. I love whatever got us here. Yes. Um, I get it from a you know Philistine point of view. Maybe that's great, but I guess the intellect's among us. It's, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I got... I trip myself up on tennis. The is that you're allowed to be wrong. And um, I think, you know, we should enjoy that privilege <laughs> here in America, so. Yes, as Mikey uh, knows, I added all these to make me seem right. So it's good to <laughs> No, All right, Mikey, what do you got? Um, so here's the deal. This is something that's been on everyone's mind recently. Pants. <laughs> We're switching. Are they peaking? <laughs> All right, this is a topic Joey brought to the table that I'm going to need him to give some background on. One million percent. Um, we're in a pants, pants revolution. The, the wow. Lululemon he company did friggin', something. He friggin' wrote copy for this. I love it. The, the Lululemon company um, did something that, you know, takes a lot of guts is they looked at the pant. We've been wearing the same type of pant for 30, 40 years. And they said, you know what, we can do it better. We can put you in work at work in a comfortable situation. I'm wearing my Lulu's right now. Yeah. I don't take them off at the end of the day. They're, they're a hang pad and a work pad. And I got to tell you, it's, it's a life-changing event when you get that first pair. Um, I will say the Uniqlo company also jumping on board, making very, very comfortable, I would say casual to formal wear that, uh, you know, for, for a long time, we had no, there was no change to the way that pants were done. And um, I love people who innovate a product that no one thinks needs more innovation on and uh, really disrupt a, a, a legacy industry like the pan industry. And so, you know, I think with what they're doing, you, you can't but agree that we're in kind of a, a golden age of the pantaloon. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, that, that was a very well thought out. Do you, so you don't think there's any way it could go up? You don't think there's any chance of this getting better? The only thing better is if I'm not wearing pants and I'm just hanging out in, in my undies in the office. Okay, I want to talk about that very briefly because this came up at my Friday night table, Mikey. You, one, your legs don't get cold, which Isaac just read in Montaigne's uh, Reflections or whatever they're called. That's some French guy from the 1500s. He felt the need to write that down, which is awesome. Okay, you always wear shorts if you can. I think you're on the record as saying that. Yeah, I'm a big shorts guy. Will you wear a sweatshirt and shorts? I have done that, yeah. So your yeah. arms get colder than your legs. A hundred percent. Do you not like a good sweat pant? 
I do. I wear sweatpants when I have to. I just, I, I think shorts are more comfortable than sweatpants. I'm going to have to ask, when do you have to wear sweatpants? If it's, if there are times, it's not like I can go out and below freezing wearing shorts. Oh, okay. Um, but, but like, I prefer to wear shorts than I prefer to wear shorts okay. over sweatpants. Two time past guest, Saul, my dad feels the same way. And I just, I think I disagree, but that's what makes us human. You know, some of us are right. You and my dad. Me, me and Joey. And the great thing is, Mikey, you don't have the calves that you would you would imagine wanting to show off in a short. So I, I don't disagree with that, but I think as previously established, they're not as thin as pops. That <laughs> that is the main takeaway. And it doesn't hurt my feelings at all when we say that. Um Joey, real quick, have you tried Roan, the company? They're I have ben. not. I'm writing it down though. You're talking okay, they're, they're 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 Last week's guest, Ben, is a big fan. I'm pretty sure he's like doing affiliate marketing for them because he talked about them a lot over the high holidays. Okay. I had a to me. He was here Sunday night hanging out. Didn't, doesn't mention them. Sure, and, and knowing you, you brought up pants. I did. <laughs> I didn't use them on my Uniqlo pants because they're, they're also a, a, a more affordable version of what the Lululemon company's doing. So if you don't want to splurge the 120 bucks, so you know? I think Roan's in the middle, but I think you just seem less impressionable than I do. I'm always getting pitched products and I buy them quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were big with the B-School crowd too. Um, anyway, check them out. Uh, well, all right, moving right along. Uh, Joey flexed that he had a viral LinkedIn post, which I'm pretty eager to hear about. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, it's so, it's so viral that none of us heard about it because we don't really go on LinkedIn, I guess. You know, our generation, we're on like TikTok and Clubhouse, you know. Yeah, we're cool. I was not serious. I did not write a LinkedIn post. I don't oh, have balls God. to be a big influencer. Are you serious about having a baby daughter? <laughs> I am having a baby daughter. It's hard to keep track, man. Do you, so you guys aren't on LinkedIn very much. So you're not aware of the type of person who's out there sending out, you know, the, the pump up, the work pump up uh, palabalum. Yeah, a lot of my LinkedIn is- I know who does it, but I just don't, I don't know anything. All right. Um, well, either way, this is something I wish I could publish as a LinkedIn post if I had the, uh, the stones to do it. Um, do you ever have one of those things where- it's not like going to be an, an Olympic event, but you feel like you'd win the gold if it was. It's like one of those niche type of skills that's that's only really applicable to you in your life. Um, Hosting a podcast with the douchebag co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bowser's balloon burst in Mario Party One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, literally, never <laughs> in my life have I lost that game. Yeah. So I go to like a ton of sales conferences as part of my job, and I feel like. I really hone just a golden strategy for, for how to attack these things. And, you know, frankly, you might be sitting there, the listener um, saying, look, I'm not in sales and I don't attend conferences. Maybe you're networking, you're interacting with people, you're talking to strangers at some point in your life. Maybe there's something in here with some of these tips that you can kind of, kind of use. Uh, so, you know, just as kind of a, a baseline that the conference I'm typically going to, it's, you know, 500 people, you get a spreadsheet beforehand that says, these are the attendees, these are the guys, um, you know, you always got to start with sort of your, your prep work and um, your prep work does not involve anything to do with work 
with your product, people hate being sold to more than almost anything. And that's kind of one of the, the awesome um, parts of the challenge is how do you do something to someone that they hate <laughs> having done to them? And how do you make, make it done in a way that they kind of like you at the end of it? Mm -hmm. um, so the prep work is, you know, you, you come up with your 15 kind of premium names. Those are the people I got to be talking to this guy. I got to, you know, they're a target, a high target account and you're stalking the ever loving shit out of them. Um, I don't know are swear words. Okay. Here. Yeah. Uh, one F bomb an episode. I used it. So. Okay. Um, you're, uh, I mean, deep Google search. Like I had a guy who I found competed in a, a barbecue cook-off in, in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, I knew I was going to see him at this conference. So I had a whole backstory. I bought like one of those egg smokers, I was in all sorts of trouble with my brisket, you know, chicken. I'm good on chicken. Brisket, no. Um, you well, know, wait, hold on. Did you bring it up very slyly to him? Like, hey, stranger, I'm having trouble with chicken. Or, hey, stranger, I know you won that competition. No, so that's another thing. You got to be very subtle at how you arrive at the topic. You can't just make it obvious that you yeah. research this person. Um, you know, food related, they're serving food at the conference. So those are all kind of easy things to kind of slide into, had this great meal, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and that barbecue. Um, yeah, this guy's sending me pictures of his smoked turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm selling him, he's reaching out to me on a holiday. Um, those are the types of connections because people love to talk about shit that's really interesting to them that they're really passionate about. Perfect mm -hmm. example, me talking about sales conferences, even though you guys probably couldn't give a shit. Um, Whoa. I mean, you definitely need to do this prep work because a lot of people are put off by you. So yes, I, exactly. I get that you do this. So like exactly. And look, be prepared for topics that people are into that you know you're not going to know much about. You know, bird watching. I, I met some schnook who's like really into bird watching. And if you know nothing, just ask really good questions, and they'll just keep talking, and they're having a good time because they're hearing themselves talk. But you shouldn't know nothing. There's an app that I have on my phone where you take pictures of birds. And it uploads it to the thing and it tells you what bird. It's sick. Okay. Um, you you know, don't feel there? like you have to send that to me after this. I'm good. I will. <laughs> um, number two on prep is you need to get down bits. Um, personally, not being a super funny guy, I'm stealing bits. Um, you want to be careful about who you're stealing from. You know, you're not going to go Dave Chappelle, like risky stuff. You're not going to do Jerry Seinfeld, who people will know. You want like a mid-tier, like a Gary Goldman, a Mike Birbiglia. Um, the other good thing with the, with the stealing of the bits is, you know, comedians oftentimes are talking about airplanes and travel. And generally everyone's getting to the conference via an airplane or some sort of mode of travel. So that kind of is an organic way to kind of, you know, inject some humor and, and get someone kind of laughing right off the bat. So those are, you know, important. Um, the next thing I'd say is you've done all your prep on who these people are. You want to put those notes together and have them on your phone. You can kind of go through it during the day. Um, but you're ready for the conference, right? And now you're on site. It's morning of. Um, first off, you want to go to the gym um, early. And the reason for that is you're going to see people who are going to be at the conference who are at the gym. And people who see people working out respect those people just off the bat. There's kind of this like, hey, we were both, we were both putting in the work. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. You seem like you're, uh, you're on your shit. What are you doing at the gym though? Are you stacking plates or you're running? No, you got to, 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 you got to
safe, safe is the treadmill, just run the treadmill. Also, easy conversation when you see that person. Hey, you're, you're pumping. What do, what do you like? How'd you get in? You know, what are you working out for? What are you doing? Yeah. You got organic, organic flowing conversation right off the bat. So you want to go to the gym. The, the other thing is, stuff. you text me, okay? <laughs> the other thing is, you want to be the first person at the event. Like you want to, you want to get there, you and the organizers. Um, and that's incredibly important because number one, you got to eat before anyone else arrives. You don't want to be talking to people while you're eating. It looks gross. Number two, you need to have your coffee and have your coffee dump before everyone else. These other 499 people are going to be hitting those bathrooms. You're usually dealing with six to 12 stalls. It's a lot of asses and it's not a lot of seats. You're, you know, by usually 930 to 10, it's, it's a stench from hell in these bathrooms. Um, restroom management in general is very important. You want to make sure you're going at the right times and that you're, you're doing it comfortably. So it's important to be there early. Um, and it's also important to keep hydrating. You're going to do a lot of talking. You're going to do a lot of walking. You're also going to be likely drinking later. Um, the last thing you want to do is to be kind of dehydrated and getting way too drunk um, when you're talking to prospects because you need to be mentally recording everything they're saying that might help you sell to them later. Um, the other thing is everyone goes to breakfast at these conferences. Oftentimes people will attend the event almost as a vacation. They're kind of schnorrers, um, you might say. And so it's important to be at the breakfast because the schnorrer crowd is always going to breakfast because they want that free breakfast buffet. Once you're at breakfast, you've eaten, you're hydrated, you're feeling good. You've had your, you've had your, uh, your coffee dump. Um, breakfast is always done at a buffet which is important because you probably haven't seen a picture. You've just seen these people's names on a spreadsheet and the way that you identify them at the conference is they're wearing a badge, typically not the easiest thing to read, especially when you're moving at breakfast, at the breakfast buffet, people are standing, um, they're standing and, and they're, um, they're still. So you, you know, you can pretend you're looking at the food, and really, you're just reading the badges to see where are my premium names at. I need to get in front of this person. Um, okay, so you kind of you found some some guy, right? Oh, I'll throw one one other tip in there. Buy cigarettes. Always a crowd of people outside smoking cigarettes. Again, people who are not doing anything else, who are ready to talk, and you're in sort of this little club with them. You guys are both doing something that's a little taboo. It's a little wrong. They kind of in, in inherently trust you because you're, you know, you're ripping a cig with someone. You're, uh, you know, there's a little. Throwing them right off the bat who you are. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're already in the same little club. So, you know, even if you don't smoke, maybe pick up like a vape and just stand outside and talk about how you quit, you know, pick a favorite brand that you might have had. Um, again, lie, 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 lie. It doesn't matter. Um, you're just trying to bond with this person. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, those are some general tips, um, make sure before you go out after the, uh, the event to the, wherever you're gonna congregate bar or what have you, that you take a little teaspoon of olive oil. It'll coat the stomach. It's a lot of, uh, I don't know if it, the coat the stomach thing's a myth or whatever, but you know, you're inhaling a lot of calories and it'll kind of soak up the alcohol. So you're not gonna get drunk even though you're drinking a lot. Um, very important um, to not get wasted or in a state where you're going to forget something or make an ass of yourself. Wow. I love it. I haven't heard that last one for years. And that was from, I think, episode 12 guest, Nathan. 
Yeah. Now I will say, you know, things can go, things can go awry. Um, you know, I said that I like to rip off bits from comedians, but I'm also kind of a, a pig headed person and that I'll try and do my own, uh, my own bits as well and work those in um, to varying degrees of success. I was, I was at a conference in 2019 um, in Miami. It was at the, uh, the, the Doral Hotel, the Trump Doral Hotel. And, you know, Good plug. that you never want to be anywhere near politics on anything. You don't want to have any sort of disagreement or touch on a, an, an issue that's very sensitive to people. We agree here at CWP. Count those votes. Anyway. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump especially kind of put that into hyperdrive where people mm -hmm. have very, very strong feelings about, about the, the gentleman. Um, again, you're in sales. You have no thoughts or care. You're only trying to mimic what the other person's saying back to you in a way that makes them feel like you're on their team. Mm -hmm. um, so there, the, the, the conference is at the Trump Doral Hotel, and you can tell off the bat, like, they're only calling it the Doral. They're not calling it the Trump Doral. The conference people are a little nervous about the fact that they've put the conference there, and they don't want people to get upset at them for it. Um, they hand out the schedules to you, your little agenda. Usually it tells you where to go, where all the events are going to take place. Mm -hmm. One, they don't list the location where the conference within the hotel complex is going to be held. And no one really understood why. And so you have like 300 people all milling around the lobby of the hotel, wondering mm -hmm. where to go. It, it became obvious uh, a few minutes later when we found out we had to go to the Donald J. Trump ballroom. Um, it's hard with Trump, right? Because he puts his fucking name on everything. <laughs> you really, there's no avoiding it. Um, but, you know, what we had here was kind of a nice little shared event that we all kind of went through, which was this confusion around where to go, which was obvious that the conference people, you know, did, just didn't feel comfortable putting Donald J. J. Trump ballroom on the, uh, the agenda. So, you know, I had my little bit that I was going to use when I'm talking to folks. Um, and, uh, and so one guy I go up to and I'm like, hey, how funny is this? You know, they couldn't, they, they wouldn't put Donald J. Trump uh, on the uh, on the agenda, and he looked at me, and he just said, "God, what a disgrace! The president of this country, right? They can't, they can't. They're scared of the president." And I, I looked down and looked back up at him, and kind of just went, "So nice to meet a real patriot." <laughs> and you know what? We got into it. We made fun of the snowflakes. We had a great time together. The guy was a chill dude. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not convincing him of what to do. He answered every email. He put me in touch with the right person at his company. They had a sales process. We got to participate in it. We would have never found it if not for this fucking guy. You so, go. you know, you got to be, uh, you got to be ready to play on your toes here. That's you. cool. Well, I do want to say that we, we do have a very short amount of time left. I will say that that story coming from someone who said Dark Knight was an hour too long is wild. And also, 